Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the IntelliKey Podcast. I am your humble host, Paul Lado, and tonight we're talking about big data and why it should scare the shit out of you. Uh, for those of you that don't know, big data is really um, when governments and large organizations, corporations, advertising agencies and so forth gather as much information as they can about you and then use it to make some pretty crazy predictions about what you are going to do. But that is just the tip of the iceberg, kiddies, and we are going to talk about a lot of other things that have to do with big data. Before we start, as usual, the rules of engagement, I don't do research. So if you want research, maybe the Bureau of Statistics is the way to go for you. I swear a lot. Fuck shit ass cunt. So if you don't like swearing, you may want to go elsewhere. And of course, keep in mind that anything that I tell you to do, I tell you to do purely because it works for me. It might not work for you. I'm actually not telling you what to do. I'm actually just describing what works for me. If you want to try it, try it. If you don't want to try it, go tell me to fuck myself. It's all good. I don't take it personally. We've also got some awesome music. Very eclectic list. We got everything from Mazzy Star to, you know, 21 Pilots. We have got some Tupac We've got it all. So I hope you guys stay with me for the next hour and we'll be back soon.
are back and we are talking about big data today and why you should be genuinely worried right because it is it has terrifying power so the the thing to remember is that you know what we have termed as the digital revolution it continues to change our world in some really profound ways right uh, computers, mobiles, tablets, they kind of reach further into our lives and sometimes in really subtle ways that we don't even realize are happening and, and they actually reshape global society so quickly that some of the deeper impacts can really escape our notice. Now, the, the, the early developers of the World Wide Web uh, kind of envisioned a, an, a, an age of openness right? Sharing of information, uh, secrets being done with. Um, and what we're actually seeing is we're seeing this ideal or, or the complete opposite of this ideal, because what we're seeing is we're seeing a rise in surveillance capitalism on, I reckon, on an unprecedented scale, right? And big data is just one portion of it. So what is big data? And I guess the easiest way for me to describe to you guys what big data is, it's, it's the collection of digital traces that we leave as a result of our online activity. So essentially, you need to understand that everything you do online is recorded. And this is from, you know, websites you browse, terms you type into Google, purchases we make, posts that we like on Facebook or, or we retweet on Twitter, right? And we have IT companies that collect and store all this information on some supercomputers, gigantic computers, and create these digital profiles on, on individuals and on households, right? And uh, one such company is called Cambridge Analytica, and it actually boasts uh, something in the effect of 220 million profiles. And each of those profiles is based on 5,000 separate pieces of data, right? That is pretty freaking big, right? So I guess anyone who's got half a fucking brain knows that this sort of thing's going on. We know that Big Brother is watching us on the internet. Uh, and even if we don't know who it is or to what extent we know they are there so you know we've all seen adverts on sidebars that coincidentally kind of reflect something that we searched for earlier in the day or the week and we kind of wonder wow i wonder how they knew that well that's fucking organizations like cambridge analytica right so by having access to big data and access to our digital histories marketers are now more than ever able to directly expose us to adverts that reflect our kind of specific and individual interests and concerns, right? Which is a form of manipulation and increases the chances of us making the purchases that they want us to make, right? <coughs> but here's the thing. Using big data to manipulate consumers and manipulate us into buying this product or that product is one thing. It's shitty, it's objectionable, right? But we're already in an age saturated with advertisements in anyway, right? So what is far more concerning is the fact that big data is now being used for things like political purposes in ways that many of us do not appreciate, right? And this, this kind of activity, this innovation is so new that regulatory frameworks can, have not caught up yet, um, meaning that those that are kind of undertaking the, these activities and wielding this political power seem to be not so much governed as governing, right? Now, we know, for example, what we saw with, uh, during the presidential elections, the Clinton versus Trump election, where there was so much Facebook misinformation and disinformation that there are many that say that it played a huge, if not a critical um, part in the, uh, in the uh, I guess, results of that election. And we expect that, we know that there are countries around the world like China, like Russia, like North Korea, that are openly using this 
kind of uh, big data and misinformation to have an effect on the global stage. All right, we are going to play a couple more songs and we'll be back soon.
was a young boy that had big plans Now I'm just another shitty old man What did I burn and I hate everything The world tells me so fuck you Glory days don't be chattering Why take a six pack of apathy Lights of kitchen so am I The world tells me so fuck you today. So let's have a little bit of a, a talk about how big data is used for political ends. So the thing about big data is that it gives us a, a very deep and accurate insight into our personalities, right? Um, there's a guy called Dr. Michael Kaczynski. He's a psychologist and he's really been doing a lot of great work in this space. He developed a very sophisticated method for analyzing personality types based on Facebook activity. So he used on average 68 Facebook likes and his model was able to predict with incredible accuracy a person's skin color, sexual orientation, religion, intelligence, and even their political affiliations. And these were just some of the things that he was able to do, right? <coughs> Now, some research has shown that 70 likes provides enough data to offer deeper insight into an individual's personality, right, than, a, than friends could provide. With 150 likes, this offers more reliable insight than an individual spouse could provide, right? And I think a lot of that is because we feel a sense of anonymity online and so we post what we feel but we don't often talk face to face with people about what we feel we're far more honest online in certain extent than we are in real life right now this shitload of data to to do this analysis on right and facebook has at the moment 1.6 billion users right and it's often used for people to receive news, socialize, advertise, and communicate. And keep in mind that all this activity is recorded all the time, right? Now, the political use of, of big data essentially employs pretty much the same strategy as its commercial uses, the advertisers, but for different ends. It's not there to sell a product, but rather to sell a political vision. So first, Detail profiles are created on millions of users, right? And it's they're shaped by their online activity. And based on those profiles, IT companies hired by political parties are able to develop strategies for how best to manipulate people in their individuality with the aim of changing or securing some kind of political allegiances in society. So there are people actually using technology 
to apply psychological concepts to manipulate people into doing what they want them to do, which is a fucking crazy thing, right? It's kind of like technological hypnosis. It drives me kind of insane. Now, obviously, Cambridge Analytica is is just one of those firms, right? Um, and it states that it specializes in uh, election management strategies and messaging and information operations, right? Um, they were very active in the Trump campaign and the Brexit Leave campaign. So these are these are not people that are fucking around in in you know local elections. We're talking you know U.S. presidential candidacies. We're talking about Brexit, you know, which could have a massive impact on the uh, on the EU. Um, and they help both campaigns achieve their political goals. It's it's actually some of their biggest successes are the Brexit Leave. And the Trump campaign. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the moment I hear uh, election management by private firms, it kind of scares the shit out of me, right? Uh, who who are these companies that are kind of managing elections? And what is their agenda? Because the agenda of a candidate and the agenda of a commercial entity are very often different, or maybe they're not. Right. So I guess the question is, what does this mean for democracy? If we are taking away or manipulating people's capabilities to make their own choices, is it democracy anymore? I don't know. But I'm going to play a couple of songs and we'll be back soon to talk about this further. Tonight I'm going to have myself a real good time. Feel alive, and the world turning inside out. I'm floating around in ecstasy, so don't stop me now. Don't stop me, cause I'm having a good time, having a good time. Shooting star leaping through the sky.
I'd like to do a shout out to some of our show sponsors. We have uh, Trax Restaurants at 533 Nepean Highway, Bomb Beach, and Zanko at 627 Nepean Highway, Karim. Uh, Trax, Monday nights, Wednesday nights, Palmer night. Uh, it's between 20 and 22 bucks for a massive Palmer in a pot. Uh, they got music throughout the week. And uh, Zanko, it's the other way around. It's Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, Palmer night. They don't have music, but Jesus, those meals are huge. Go down there, say hi to Jeff and Casey, and get yourself some awesome food. Ozpetminders at ozpetminders.com.au, your trusted pet care alternative. Call Mr. Spencer on 048 They do dog walking, pet transport, waste removal, feeding and watering, medications. They do bins in and out. If you go away, they do security checks. They'll eat leftover food in your fridge. No, they won't. But call them today on 048 or go to ozpetminders.com.au. 
Doobsis.com at D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. My homeboy, Ivan, web and application development. He does design, development, deployment, the entire software development lifecycle. He creates new websites, customizes existing websites, does plugins and API development, front-end and back-end design and development. He does on-page and off-page search engine optimization, reporting and analysis, everything you need for your web application needs. Go to doobsis.com. That's D-O-O-B-S-I-S-S.com. And, of course, my little brother, Phil the Cruz at Cruz PT, C-R-U-Z space PT for personal training. Uh, if you've ever wanted to fight without getting punched in the face and get super fit, he is your man. Reach out to Cruz PT on Facebook or Instagram and see some of this guy's mad workouts. Uh, tell him your, uh, tell him his big brother sent you and he will most definitely look after you. Okay, today we are talking about big data and how big data influences democracy and why you should be shit scared of it. And I guess the worrying thing is that we find ourselves being manipulated or managed without even being aware of it, right? So as an example, like imagine Cambridge Analytica or some other election management firm was trying to persuade a certain demographic, let's say left-leaning environmentalists to vote for Donald Trump. It wouldn't direct a campaign advert towards this group that highlighted Trump's policies on climate change, right? Uh, which environments kind of tend to regard as, as a, a regressive policy. But perhaps what they would do is they would use an advert that highlighted the fact that Trump does not support the pro-corporate you know, Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement that might be more effective. And because what it does is it's slightly inducing this group to adopt a more positive view on Trump. So Trump isn't going to come out and say, I'm left-leaning greeny. But you know what? He's going to say, I don't support pro-corporate kind of, you know, agreements. Therefore, it implies that he is, uh, I guess, friendly towards left-wing. So there is a manipulation there that more often than not, is subtle and we can't kind of see. Now, imagine this shit, right, being employed across a society, day by day, advert after advert, right, approaching different personality types in different ways to maximize influence. By managing which individuals are exposed to what and when, you can clearly see that big data has the power to influence public opinion in huge and significant ways and potentially undemocratical ways or undemocratic ways. Sorry, folks, English is my second language. So you kind of got to think of it this way. Would you want private, politically motivated firms choosing what books you read? And for me anyway, the answer is no. Fuck that, because that would clearly color your resulting outlook. And I guess, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is that big data can also be used politically in different ways. It can be used to test campaign ideas, strategies, language in, in real nuanced ways, right? So there is a dude called Alexander Nix. He is the CEO of Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. And he's he's been quoted as saying that, Pretty much every message that Trump put out was data-driven, right? So, for example, um, there was a day uh, of the third presidential debate between Trump and Clinton, and Trump's team reportedly tested 175,000 different ad variations to determine which would be most effective with which demographics. So little tiny variations were tested, different colors, captions, headings, photos. And based on the results, right, different political adverts were directed to different people in order to optimize the kind of desired manipulation. Okay. Again, campaigning based on big data is really scary, dude, because it's providing some really new means to shape political consciousness in in ways that are so subtle that many people do not appreciate it, right? Now, of course, there are some powerful vent, uh, vested interests 
and they have always distorted public opinion by being able to afford a disproportionate access to mass media. Rupert Murdoch, Australia's very own Rupert Murdoch, uh, certainly shapes public consciousness through its concentrated media. And that kind of scares the shit out of me enough. But, you know, at the scale that organisations like Canberra, uh, Cambridge Analytica are working on at the moment, it's really, really terrifying. All right, uh, I'm going to play a couple more songs and we're going to be back soon to uh, close off the show. I hope you guys uh, are enjoying it. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some chords in an order that is new. I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sang. I was told when I get older all my fears would shrink, but now I'm insecure and I care what people think. My name's Blurry Face and I care what you think. My name's Blurry Face and I Turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. smell will take me back to when I was young How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from? I'd make a candle out of it if I ever found it Try to sell it, never sell out of it I'd probably only sell one Maybe to my brother Cause we have the same nose Same clothes, homegrown A stone's throw from a creek we used to roam But it would remind us of when nothing really mattered Out of student loans and treehouse homes We all would take the ladder My, my name's Blurry Face and I Turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mama sang us to sleep, but now we're stressed out. We used to play pretend, give each other different names. We would build a rocket ship and then we'd fly it far away. Used to dream of but now they're laughing at the face saying Wake up, you need to make money Yeah, We used to play pretend, give each other different names We would build a rocket ship and then we'd fly far away Used to dream of outer space but now they're laughing at the face saying Wake up, you need to make money Yeah, Wish we could turn back time To the good old days When the mama sang us to sleep But now we're stressed Pretend, used to play pretend bunny. We used to play pretend, wake up, you need the money. Used to play pretend, used to play pretend bunny. We used to play pretend, wake up, you need the money. Used to play pretend, give each other different names. We would build a rocket ship and then we fly far away. Used to dream of outer space, but now they're laughing at the face saying, Wake up, you need to make money. Don't be scared. 
And guess what? We've reached the end of yet another show. And we've been talking about big data and how big data has an effect not only on our uh, uh, kind of uh, procurement lives, on our consumer lives, but also on our political viewpoints. And I guess the thing to keep in mind is that this kind of game of political campaigning has changed drastically because of big data. And uh, almost everyone is still playing the kind of old game um, when in actual fact, you know, we're being manipulated in some cases without even knowing it. And currently, there's there's no political regulations to stop this, right? And if nothing is put in place, democracy as we know it will continue to decline because we think we're not being manipulated, but in actual fact, we are, Right. Uh, I imagine we're going to see elections will be strategically managed by machines. 
okay, whether on behalf of politicians or a corporate elite, um, you know, and, and this will happen in, in, in far more effective ways. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, when you apply these to big data, you know, the capabilities for, for manipulation are huge, absolutely huge. So, you know, the concepts of things like 1984, this kind of Orwellian dystopia, it's not just fiction, it's happening right now. And when people ask me, they say, you know, how do we go about this? I guess the, the first thing is to understand that it is happening and and think, you know, I mean, you guys have heard me say on this show so many times, we are not doing enough thinking, right? We sit there and we just get fed whatever the fuck they want to give us and we accept it and then wonder why it's all going horribly wrong, right? One of my favorite philosophies, uh, philosophers is a guy called John Dewey and he wrote once... Um, Every generation has to accomplish democracy over again for itself, right? And I think what he means by that is that at each moment in history, citizens and nations face unique challenges and problems. So we should not assume that the, the kind of the legal institutions and, and practices from the past will apply to today. And I think big data is the latest challenge to democracy it's not the only challenge to democracy but it is one of the big challenges to democracy but that doesn't mean it'll stay that way like i said maybe artificial intelligence will be the next one and i think it is a threat that runs a lot deeper than most people realize okay i hope you guys have enjoyed tonight's show i hope it's given you guys some food for thought i've certainly enjoyed doing it um, we'll be back next week with another interesting topic. Um, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. And remember who loves you. Uncle Paulie loves you. And we will see you next week. Deuces!
Put your hands into your 